Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Greg. Thanks for joining me today. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's start off by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. share with the Lord where we're at, or thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all that He's done, is doing, and will do. A prayer for resurrection hope. Lord God, whose Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, triumphed over the powers of death and prepared for us our place in the New Jerusalem. Grant that we, who have this day given thanks for his resurrection, may praise you in that city of which he is the light, and where he lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Lord, as I read your words in scripture, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you lead me and give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near and meet with me and lead me into your kingdom today. Be reading from Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through 35. We'll be reading from Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through 35. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had had a disabling spirit for eighteen years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your disability. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight, and she glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, There are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? As he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. He said, therefore, What is the kingdom of God like, and to whom, and to what shall I compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his garden. And it grew and became a tree, and the birds of the air made nests in its branches. And again he said, To what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour until it was all leavened. He went on his way through towns and villages, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. And someone said to him, Lord, will those who are saved be few? And he said to them, Strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. When once the master of the house has risen and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and to knock and at the door, saying, Lord, open to us, 
Then he will answer you, I do not know where you come from. Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves cast out. And people will come from east and west and from north and south and recline at table in the kingdom of God. Behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to him, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, Go and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I finish my course. Nevertheless, I must go on my way today and tomorrow and the day following. For it cannot be that a prophet should perish away from Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. Behold, your house is forsaken, and I tell you, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I reflect on this passage with you today, I'm noticing uh, the, the relationship that Jesus has with the rulers of the synagogue and uh, the religious leaders, uh, as well as the city of Jerusalem overall, um, and even as he goes through towns and villages and how he responds and is responding particularly to the, the, the Jewish culture, the, uh, the Jewish leaders, the religious leaders uh, that are around him. And as I was reading through the passage even, even now, um, there was this thing that, that struck me of the intensity and the, uh, the rebuke and the strong uh, uh, disfavor even of Jesus that he is just like pounding it to the religious leaders and basically just um yeah like why can't why can't someone be healed um and you guys are I mean just call in some ways calling them idiots you know um and and yet there's this reality that that someone asks him in in a village and this someone appears to not be a religious leader it's like um, are those who enter into your kingdom going to be many? And, and Jesus presents this, this high challenge of uh, many will seek, but, but few will find. And, uh, and seek it and strive after enter, entering into the kingdom, uh, but few will find it. Um, and some will not be able to find it. And, and yet, this high challenge of Jesus leads us to the the final section of of Jesus lamenting and in 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 a sense weeping and mourning and pleading with uh, with the the city the people the um, the the personification of Jerusalem and verse thirty four says this O Jerusalem Jerusalem the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. 
How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. Behold, your house is forsaken, and I tell you, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. It was just striking to me that as I was reading and being confronted with the the intensity and the, the high challenge of Jesus, that this this hard discipline, this hard rebuke, um, is yet filled with love, and Jesus laments and, and weeps and, and sees these people who have killed prophets and, um, and, and, and sent away those who were, who were sent to it by God, and yet Jesus communicates, how I wish that I could gather you as my own children and, and provide for you and protect, for, protect you and and, and care for you, um, and what's Jesus' rebuke to them? What, what, what's the thing that, that hinders them from coming to Jesus? It says that they were not willing. They were not willing. And I think that was just something that, that the Lord stirred in me of wherever you're at today, whatever you're, you're dealing with, whatever you're experiencing, whether you're, you're experiencing the discipline of God and you feel like he's, you know, condemning or or frustrated with you or whether you feel like you're doing really well and you're walking with Jesus and you're, you know, in step with him. There's this this reality and this tangible word that we we receive from Jesus today that he desires all of us to come to him, no matter where we're at, no matter what we've done, no matter what we're frustrated with him about, or no matter how we've uh, maybe disobeyed him in the past, he longs to gather us. To, to He is patient with us, bringing us into repentance. And that repentance looks like us being willing to be to receive from him, being willing to be open to him. And as I was thinking about that, I thought about James chapter one that basically says that when, when anyone is tempted, we shouldn't say that God is tempting us, but, but recognize that each person is tempted when we're dragged away by our own evil desires and enticed by our own desires. And just that reality that, that, any hindrance that we experience with the Lord, whether in situations or emotions or our um, our belief or our knowledge or our understanding, any of those those things are not given by God to hinder us from Him. But those are things that we live in in a fallen world that we that we are are to be willing to bring to Him that He wants to cover and He wants to to provide and protect us in. And so my, my question for us today is, is what are you unwilling to bring to the Lord today? What are you maybe in control of? What are you trying to fight for? What are you trying to figure out? That you're unwilling to bring it to the Lord that he may provide and protect you through and for. So our question today is, what are you unwilling to bring to the Lord 
that he might provide and protect for you. And, and, and it's an opportunity to confess that and an opportunity to, to receive God, to, to, to come and, and bow before him and, and pray his power, his life, his resurrection into our situation. Thank you that you are the resurrection and the life. Thank you that you welcome us with open hands and that we can step confidently into your love, knowing that Jesus has provided everything that we need, that we don't have to clean ourselves up by our own righteousness, but we receive from you your love and your goodness and your righteousness through Jesus' life, death, burial, through the power of the Spirit's implanting word in us. Lord, would we come to you willing and open and honest today to receive you. Give us hearts to receive you today, we pray 
so that through our lives and by our prayers your kingdom would come.